and welcome to I Love That, a Bachelor podcast, because the unexamined life isn't worth living. I think I nailed it. Absolutely. And uh, let's not waste any time. You can go ahead and finish the story that we were talking about off air. Okay. I don't remember how Zima got brought up, to be honest with you, but Zima just got brought up between Wade and I, and I was regaling him with the tale of it, and he said, should we just record? Because I think we should get this. And so... When I was growing up, I had always my you know my mom was a lightweight drinker, um, and never drank to be honest. She just and uh, but I had seen her drink Zimas, and those were hot in the nineties. And um, I don't know why, but I have this memory of her having a Zima watching Friends. I think <laughs> um, unclear, but <clears throat> anyway, I'd always wanted to know what the fuck that tasted like. So they rebooted it a couple years ago for a few months. And I went to the store and I bought two six packs of it because I knew I would want to have that experience again without ever having it. And I and my main takeaway with Zima is it's a dope bottle. It was such a cool glass shape with all like the indents and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was decorated. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, anyways, I popped it open and I was like, oh. It's just Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> yeah, when you were saying this, I uh, my mom was the same way. She did like wine coolers, rarely, like not a drinker either. But uh, Zima was actually one of the first alcohols I had. Like when, you know, when I knew someone to oh, wow. to go like, go, oh, can you go get us a six pack of Zima? And they laughed as they should have because it's just like a silly, yeah. it's it's like sugar. But uh, I was trying to think, what was the other thing? And it's Smirnoff ice did it as well. And it's just like candy malt liquor basically Uh, 100% I was at my little brother's house this past weekend because um it's his birthday in eight days from today so naturally um for whatever reason we celebrated his birthday on the seventh whatever so I was at his house and um I just have my way and I opened the fridge and they hopefully assuming there was going to be a beer in there there was not there were only an assortment of Smirnoff ices. And I was like, really, bro? What the <laughs> fuck are these? For the ladies. He's like, oh, when do you, when, when do you like some? Oh, no. And I was like, uh-huh. And he goes, do you want something stronger? And I was like, what, do you have whiskey? And he's like, yeah, fireball. <laughs> oh, God. It's like everything's got to taste like candy for young drinkers. I, I was, you know. No, I mean, hey, and no hate. No hate at all. I was there. Yeah. I remember drinking uh, Hypnotic in high school. Have you ever had hypnotic? That's the green one. That's the blue one. The blue one. I thought that was okay. It's like cloudy and blue, and if you mix it with Hennessy, you get the Incredible Hulk. It turns green. Okay, I've had Incredible Hulk, so that's that's what I'm thinking that it turns green. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's um, good. Like we used to just request, you know, instead of actual liquor, we'd like get us apple pucker, which is like you know twelve fifteen percent yeah. liquor, but it tastes like candy and it gets you drunk. That's what kids do. It's fucking great. Yeah, like a mad dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ever had a mad dog? Uh, we did Boone's Farm. In, oh, I don't in know what that is. It's just like cheap wine. Same kind of thing. Like wine malt liquor. Oh, okay. Mad dog. Ha- Two, $2 for a big bottle. Fun colors. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. But anyway, if any of you have uh, your favorite or your first alcohols that you drink, uh, and they have to be candy kind, you know, they gotta be, they gotta be really shitty. 
Send us an email at ilovethatbachelor at gmail.com. Yeah, maybe we'll drink them on air and try to get some sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I know we're here to talk about The Bachelor, but I have a very pressing question, Wade. I was just on the phone with my mom, and uh, I had uh, signed up to do... I, I googled the best therapy, right? And, you know, like teletherapy. Mm-hmm. And the internet hey, said better help. It sounds like you're about to do a whole thing about your mental health or whatever, but I just, before we leave the, the Zima thing, I gotta, I gotta oh, know. I'm sorry, yeah, please, get into the Zima. Did you need both six-packs? Did I need, um, oh, so, yeah, so I, um, I thought they were fun to drink, you know? Because they were, they would like, Smirnoff has this, like, under-flavor taste to it that you can tell that it's, like, sugary. This one, Zima's felt like Sprite more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I went out of my way to, you know, wait a few days to drink it again. And then I never bought them again. Because why the fuck would I spend extra money on... If I want that, I'll get some vodka and some goddamn LaCroix and we'll call it a day. You know, like, I don't... I don't need the I don't need the filler sugar in this to yeah. enjoy it. I think that's what I was getting at is because I know that you're a you're a seasoned adult drinker now who's like has a little more class that uh, I was wondering if that would just taste revolting or if it would still be enjoyable in some capacity. Oh no, dude! I like bullshit. Don't get me wrong. You know, <laughs> I, I I do. I just know that um, in, in, on so many levels. A drink like Zima and Smirnoff are just not the choice. Hangover-wise, alcohol quality-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the taste of bourbon. Same. You know? I I, I've, I, I think I've whittled it down to... I, I think bourbon's my favorite of the whiskeys. And a, and a good scotch. You know? Yeah. I think Anything scotch like- is where you wind up. Like, uh, like, oh, like, sure, like, yeah. like you drink vodka, like when you're older, it'll be gin. That's the, that's the end of the road for the clear liquors. And like, I think scotch is where whiskey drinkers go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, uh, whenever I travel, I buy black label cause it's really cheap and uh, <laughs> duty free. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and it's pretty good, but so my one of my good friends, I, you know, I'm not going to air his shit on the air. It's not like he listens, but one of my good friends, um, his grandfather died, and I'm kind of close with his, um, uh, with his family, you know, and that was his dad's dad. So when I found out that uh, that he died, I went and I I know he's 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 a wall of scotch, you know, in in like in one of the kids' bedrooms because no one's at home now. Nice. <clears throat> An entire wall of like old scotch that he collects, Macallan 18s and older and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what do I get him? And I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna get him Blue Label. Um, I've never had Blue Label. I just know that if people that like scotch. That's kind of like, that's like a pinnacle one, you know? So blue comes it, it, after black? Is it like red, black, blue yeah. on going up? Yeah, I, I, so I've never had it, but yes, it goes red, black, blue, but the blue label is like $180 a bottle. Um, Damn. And so I, I bought it for him, 
And I was like, here you go. And I know you like this one specific cottage cheese and blue cheese with nacho cheese Fritos thing. So I bought you the fixings for that. And then I was like, and for you, for his wife, well, I didn't want to feel left out. Um, she likes Sauvignon Blancs. And uh, she's wrong. is because <clears throat> they're okay. Sauvignon Blancs are okay. But her favorite is Pinot Grigio. Mm. And, I, and I'm going to keep it 100 here. And any Pinot, it's garbage. You do not drink Pinots. You don't drink Pinot Grigios and you don't drink Pinot Noirs. Yeah, if you, not if a you fan. Want, not a fan. If you want a Pinot Grigio, you know, find a like a fruitier Chardonnay. It's a better wine. Mm-hmm. It just is. You know, like, and if you don't want the tartness of a Sauvignon Blanc, you know, so don't get the Sauvignon, like, whatever. Pinot Noirs are watered down Sauvignon, um, Cabernet Sauvignons, dude. That's what that is. Pinot Noirs are garbage, too. No one should be drinking this. So anyway. And if you want to prove us wrong, uh, you can get in contact with us at I love that bachelor at gmail.com and uh, maybe send us a few cases. I swear to God, if what I, I would love to be wowed by a, a Pinot Grigio, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> I will drink table wine in Italy <laughs> over any, any Pinot Grigio you give me. Moving forward, I went and bought her... Um, I know a few good brands of wines, and so I bought her like a twenty dollar bottle of wine, and she's she's she drinks like Franzia, basically, you know, <laughs> box shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just know that those are her favorites, and so I bought her this like twenty dollar bottle. And <laughs> my buddy was saying, before you like even got out the door, she already had it popped open, and um, she was drinking it, and she was like, "This is really good." He knows how to pick wines, and <laughs> the thing is. Is I don't think I actually like really do. It's just easy to wow someone who drinks box wine. Yeah, the bar is um, on the floor. So, yeah. Exactly. And his dad drank like half that fucking bottle that day and was sending us ridiculous photos of um, him doing ridiculous stuff. It's a real funny family. Hey. Uh, but yeah, scotch is where you end up. Um, I think there's a difference between the single malt and the blended scotches that you would get in like the Johnny Walkers, but mm-hmm. it's all, it's all the same. I, I personally like, don't really like drinking cheap blended scotch whiskeys like Dewar's. Same. I'll buy it. It's only 20 bucks, but I would rather have a bourbon. Yeah. When um, I, when I have a uh, big boy money, maybe I would like splurge on a more expensive aged scotch, but. As with any liquor, like don't mess with the cheap stuff. Like it's a deliberate exactly. experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like I, so recently I did ha- buy a bottle of uh white label cause I wanted to see how that compares, you know, mm. cause it, I haven't had it since I didn't need to buy cheap liquors, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like whatever, but I had it and it, it sucked when you put an ice cube in it. Really? It 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 was really weird. It loses all of its flavor. Um you get all of the bad of mm. that blended scotch. Anyway, whatever. So uh, your mental health is going to shit. You're cracking, you got a screw right. loose and <laughs> That's where. We're, so, we're going to talk about the bachelor. 
We'll get there. No, yeah, I even... I, this is really important to me because I'm going to run this mental health thing by all of my friends. Um, so... Uh, I, I so I, I they said the best app was BetterHelp, right? So I sign up for BetterHelp. BetterHelp, you have to pay for the month in advance. You get you get you can text, you know, you get and you can call your guy. You get you get four meetings once a week. You get into you get four meetings a month. Okay. So once a week you get a meeting, and then you can text him and he can hit you back or her um whenever they get around to it within like twenty four hours. I was like, okay, sure. So I signed up. I get this guy. Um, and I show up to the thing. And uh, we've got 45 minutes. And he tells me to give him my life story. And so I give him, like, you know, 20 minutes of my life story. And at which point he goes, okay, all right. And now um i, I we're going to do an exercise and uh just don't ask any questions you know just do it and the exercise was to make four squares on a piece of paper and considering um i now have a home office cuz i i've been here for 11 months um i had paper and pens readily accessible magnificent and what i had to draw was i had to draw a house a tree and myself and then the fourth one we left blank and we were going to get to that so the thing that really chaps my ass about this whole thing, and I'm going to show this to you, and I hope you can see it. This is my mm -hmm. tree. All right. Look at this tree, dude. That, that tracks. I see a tree. I fucking nailed this tree. The leaves? There's volume. There's volume to the leaves in this thing. Absolutely wide trunk, you know? Do you see the wide trunk? Yeah. And then the volume a lot of, here? A lot of lines on the trunk to just really show you and, the width. You know. It's a little abstract with the leaves, don't get me wrong, but I nailed this thing. I nailed the fucking tree. And what he told me about the tree was, as he goes, based on the tree that you've drawn, you, you didn't have any roots on your tree. So that implies that you're lacking um, a, 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 a foundational people in your life. Um, people that, you know, give you uh, nutrients to live. And then he said in the leaves that because I had so many leaves that I have a lot of friends that are superficial. I have a lot of superficial relationships with my friends. And I looked at him and I said, you're wrong. I don't know why you chose to infer this about me based on this tree, because I have like five friends Okay, uh, Wade, you're you're definitely one of them, and all five of these people, uh, they're damn near all ride or dies, no matter what. I don't need any new fucking friends. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I have such good friends that I don't give a shit about the the leaf size on my tree, and 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 furthermore, furthermore. So, and we're, we're going to get to the point here. I, I really have to rail against this because I didn't get any respect from this guy about how good of a tree this was. The boy was terrible. And I literally looked at him and I was like, I know you said no questions, but like, you're getting a stick figure. I ran it out tracks. of time. I didn't get to put a beard in. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I gave him a stick figure and he told me that with my house, because I only had two windows that I'm not very transparent 
And I'm like, dude, everyone that knows me, they kind of know everything about me. Like, I'm not like. Oh, you're you're uncomfortably you're forthcoming with personal details about your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's your thing. And so it's the allure. <laughs> That's why people come to me um, for me to just be like, I shit my pants a couple weeks ago, which I did, by the way. <laughs> it was so funny. I was on the couch. And I, I literally sat on the couch and I farted. And I was like, oh, my God, did I just shit my pants? And then I go to the bathroom and I pulled in my pants and I'm like, oh, my God, I shit my pants. It was hilarious. I've never I've never laughed more on this topic. Again, actually, a few days ago, I was walking Harry mm-hmm. and I just missed a step and I completely ate shit, dude. Like full on fell to the ground. I've, oh, I've got no. scrapes and <laughs> like an old man. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> exactly, dude. It was so oh, funny. No. There were a couple of neighbors in a car and they're like, are you they got to like, are you OK? And I got up laughing. It's like 630 in the morning. I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I'm good. My shoulder hurts. But <laughs> that's what's getting older is is uh, you just you just kind of get humility for all of the ridiculous situations you find yourself in. Yeah, but, it's so. it's not even like your call. It's just the na- nature and age humiliating yeah. you in hilarious ways. <laughs> I'm not even mad, dude. I don't care. Um, and so, so I was talking to my mom uh, before this podcast about. This therapy session I was in, we ended up running out of time. We didn't get to finish the fourth photo, and he didn't tell me about how awful my hideous boy was. And so I was talking to my mom about this, and I said, and she was like, well, you know, she's like, are you, are you like, struggling with anything? Like, why'd you go to the therapist? And I said, well, I mean, so, number one, I feel like I have, I feel guilty that I don't, this is the first time in like 25 years I haven't had school. Um, and so I kind of feel guilty with my time. And so I've been looking for things to fill my time. And I thought, well, why don't I give therapy? People say therapy's good. So I signed up for a therapy thing. And then I said, and, and, and truthfully, I've been watching The Sopranos. And uh, is it Sopranos or Sopranos? I always forget. Doesn't matter. Um, I've been watching it. And I was like... Holy shit, it's working for Tony. And then couple that with my need for more time, you know, things to fill my time. I was like, I'll give this a go. And my mom said, you can't just give it a go. You know, you need to go in there with like a problem, you know, like you suffered from depression or anxiety or something. And I said, what? I thought I was going to go in there and I was going to talk to him for 45 minutes, let him ask questions, you know, and then I'll fill, you know, I'll, I'm an open book. I'll tell him whatever he wants, anything he wants. And I'm hoping that after, you know, a month or two, I don't know, maybe three months of me answering his questions can be completely forthcoming that he'd be like, well, I bet that the way that you do this one thing, like you said in this one session, is probably because of this one thing. And apparently, my mom says, I just need a psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was waiting to get to the part where I said this dude sounds like a quack. If he's like, draw pictures and then I'll make wild inferences about your life based on them. Like, that's not how that's not how therapy works. Like, you're not reading tea leaves. You have to. And and don't get me wrong. Like, your first session wasn't going to be stellar anyway. But gradually, you're therapist should get to know you and then make kind of informed uh 
Not even opinions, man. That's not even... We're doctors. That's just... Uh, yeah. We should get this guy's license revoked. That sounds like quack shit to me. This guy's a doctorate. So, but my, my whole thing is... Yeah, yes. And so my whole thing is, is like, look, I'm not looking for... I'm not really looking for anything. Life's pretty good. And, and I pretty much told them, I was like, honestly, dude, everything that happened in my past has led me to here and it's kind of hard to complain. There was stuff that sucked, but hey, whatever. I work for Tony Soprano. It's working. I'm watching it happen. It's working for him. Anyway, the minute he disrespected my tree, he was out. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to try and find someone else. But my mom was like, you can't just go find somebody else because you're going to go in there and be like, can I just talk to you for 45 minutes? And then and then you just come up with some rationalization about your life. And I said, well, why not? And she's like, you're literally going to someone to talk to them. And then you want them to come up with a problem for you to dwell on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, that sounds great. I'd like to fix something if they can find something. I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not certified to diagnose what's wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. I want someone else, a motherfucking expert to do it. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with hitting the reset. You know, you didn't like this first guy's style, that's fine. And and maybe having had the experience of a first therapy session, you can hit up the next person and say, "So here's how the other one went. Here's what I'm expect." You know, like you can discuss your sort of expectations for the experience. That like I'm not coming to you with like one specific problem i just generally like need someone to kind of work through my feelings about my life with so like you know help ask good questions and like try to get to know me and then maybe you can help me put that shit in perspective that's a good way to word that because all i had was well maybe i should just take some like pay for the real personality tests you know and then give it to him and be like why do I always get the serial killer one? <laughs> you know, I swear to God, all of these personality tests, I always get the ones that are like, you don't like people, you don't need friends, and you'd rather do it on your own. And I'm like, uh, oh, I mean, yeah, but I like my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it's so. So anyway, I'm now thinking, actually, that I, I, I would love to go see a tarot card reader. Or a psychic. Or both. I don't know. Triple play me, bitch. Like, I want a tarot card, a palm read, and a, and a psychic. You do it all. Because why not? Sure. Are you already uh, subscribed to the, the therapy thing? Like, did you pay for the month and... you know? Well, I'm going to get a fucking refund unless you can sell me on the, uh, the merits going forward. Because I was just going to try and find somebody. Oh, yeah. If you, just, if, if you can find a different person through the service that you've already paid for, like, I don't know, maybe stick it out for more than one session. It's just like, friend. I, I don't know. Okay. All right, yeah. Right, because you're already in the system. Just be like, I didn't like this guy. Take two. Like, give me what else you got. And then... Okay, sure, yeah. I'll give it a go. Because, look, I, I'm happy. I, again, I didn't realize that I was the idiot... For thinking that you go into therapy and are just like, here's my life story, ask me questions, and then you figure something out for me. Yeah, prescribe me cocaine, tell me weird things. (laughs) You know, I don't know, I don't know, man, you know, and my mom's like, well, didn't she go there for like a reason? And I was like, yeah, to fill my time. And it worked for Tony Soprano. I don't know. Fuck. 
I haven't watched the show, but I thought he uh, was, Wait, was, was. You be careful. I'm only on the third season. No, no. I just assumed that he saw the therapist because he was conflicted. That, like, you know, the weight of his decisions as a mob boss. That's that. So that would wear he, on any non-psychotic person. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he collapsed, and then the doctor said nothing was wrong with him, and they're like, maybe it's stress and anxiety. You should go see a therapist. So that's why he was seeing a therapist. But clearly, he's just a man with a heart and doesn't know how to really qualify all the problems in his life and the horrible things that he does and why he likes them. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I, apparently I'm the idiot who... Wh- they're the fucking expert! You tell me what's wrong with me. I don't fucking know. I didn't think that was that much of an ask. And so my question to you, Wade, is... Should I see a therapist or the triple play? What's the triple play? Tarot card, palm read, psychic. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm kind of into the triple play. If I'll do both, I guess. If, but I want your opinion. You know, yeah, yeah. If, if the uh, goal here is to fill your time, I have to think of it with the triple play. I think that's going to be a lot more interesting. You got friends to talk through your non-pressing psychological issues with. Not to belittle those, but since you don't seem oh, to don't have care. like yeah. problem a b and c that you need solutions for i don't think paying a doctor is you know like yeah that's probably it huh if you're just passing time i don't know astrology's fun i i actually really like astrology it's so funny yeah um i find i mean i know most of it's bullshit but i i i do pay 10 dollars a year to get my yearly horoscope i do i do it every fucking january 2nd yeah. <laughs> it's like lottery tickets or fortune cookies you know it's just yeah it's just fun yeah exactly man and that's that's how i that's how i've been doing these things but i just i guess i really did want someone to hear me talk and then give me a problem to dwell on because then I would have thought about it and worked on something. I'm I'm fine with that. And I know it's not going to happen in one session. But I know you're not going to get it from being a psychic with photos. That I drew. Go the fuck up. Yeah. That's a bad... Uh, just a bad first impression. Yeah, I'm keeping that, by the way. And I'm going to show it to every therapist that I meet further on. And be like, I did this. It's called personality theory. You figure it out. And this is stupid. Don't make <laughs> me do this. I'm the, every time I go into one of these things, I'm going to say, look, the last guy made me draw something and he pulled some psychic bullshit out on him. And it's dumb. That's dumb. I lost all credibility for the guy the minute he said something that wasn't true. And that it totally reminds me of MJ's delusions on not doing anything wrong. I was going to I was going to pull it back to that if you didn't. She keeps saying I whatever my actions. I I, I speak, stand by my I actions. Speak by I my stand actions. by my actions. It's like, yeah, but you were yeah. you were giggling at the mean girl shit. Like you haven't You were kind of a mean girl. And you know what? I think Jasenia sucks too. Cuz she's way <laughs> too pleased with how well her uh backstabbing is going. Like, no, she hasn't necessarily done anything on camera that we hate, but she wasn't Katie. She wasn't standing up against the bullying. She just saw a bunch of other people piling onto it, and it it, it gave me, like, Red Scare witch vibes. 
that it's like if every, if everyone's <laughs> if everyone's naming names and the calling crucible. and calling out witches and communists, then you better call someone out too, or you're going to look like a communist or a witch. Wow. And huh. and when MJ did inevitably go home, like Jasenia was like giggly about it, and like that's that's not the right uh, place to be coming from here. I don't like all of these smug faces. Why are you being smug about this shit? Like Serena sees smug face when Katie got sent home. There's a dynamic this season with the arguments that's insufferable. Of like, no, 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 you're yeah. you're done talking. I'm done listening. It's okay. Well, like then. That's not how you do that. The first person to and lose I- their cool loses the argument. If you're not listening, you're not you're not arguing in good faith. Exactly. Yes. And I don't. The irony is not wasted on me that Serena C is doing exactly what she's calling Katie out for doing. Yeah, and Jasenia and MJ. If you listen to Jasenia's conversation with Matt about MJ, she's literally just saying bad things about her and tearing her down. And that's okay because she's a bully who was saying mean things about other people and tearing them down. Like it's just, it, the cyclic cyclical nature of it is disheartening. It's stupid. And same. It's really stupid. Yeah. And yeah, same thing with, uh, with Serena C when she decides to call out Katie, like, are you seriously shooting the messenger? Like, are you, are you blaming the whistleblower for the friction that was caused by outing truly toxic people like Victoria? Are you not what happy? You she's gone. Government? Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I had- bring us on home. <laughs> and Snowden. Wow. Apt. I, I don't know. Apt. I don't know, man. I I just it, the, the thing is it It just bugs me. I didn't think Katie was going to last and and I'm not going to lie to you. Uh I would date Katie in a heartbeat. She's great. Yeah. She 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 is mentally there, you know, and like going out of her way to tell um to tell uh <laughs> lose my train of thought on the dog's bark. <laughs> um to tell Matt James that, you know, we appreciate you, you know, and what you're doing. There's this real communication and reciprocal uh sort of relationship mm-hmm. that I really really enjoy. I think she's a great communicator, too. Just, you know, in laying out exactly, like, where she's coming from and what's going on. And, you know, like, half the time it makes people uncomfortable because they don't want to hear it. Yeah, well, that's my whole thing, is I just... I would love it if more people were like, hey, you're doing this. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I... Yeah, Uh, and it's like, yeah, no, no problem. I understand... That now that you make bring that to my attention, um, you know, had you not done that, I, I probably wouldn't be able to come to that realization. And that's the beauty of friends is they help you come up with these ideas of like, hey, you know, you've been a real dick lately. And I'll be like, oh, dude, I, I didn't know, you know, and and I'm going to try to address that. That's nice. I like when that happens instead of this slow burn and then you end up hating somebody you know and so i'm i'm always open to just tell me you know 
Like, I just want to talk at you for 45 minutes and then you tell me what my problem is. You're the expert. It's like people don't have a problem with working out. It hurts, but then you get to look good or feel healthy afterwards. But that's like physical and vain. So why not with with your personality? Like, why, why wouldn't you be willing to tweak the, the whole package? You know, if someone's like, hey, like, here's something about you that like, you know, like you're saying with a friend, like constructive criticism. You don't see a lot of that's pe- fucking brilliant. You don't see a lot of people listening and being like, oh, OK, like I feel bad. I hurt my muscles are sore, but I'm going to like work and come back stronger from this and maybe be a better communicator or a better friend or a better lover like it's... that's a great comparison dude you want to be my therapist <laughs> sure yeah, i'm licensed why not i'm fucking I'll expensive i'm so expensive though done <laughs> oh, oh, all right never mind <laughs> i didn't even ask what it was just done <laughs> <laughs> capitalism baby <laughs> and okay on, um, on this like something with ahead. with mj when you saw some of the other girls go home take uh oh what was her name the newscaster sarah you know when she left she realized okay like my behavior was weird i was like crying a lot and being needy and yada yada and this is not the best version of myself and matt deserves better and like whether or not matt deserves anything is irrelevant because sarah was willing to recognize that like she maybe needed to do some work on herself and a couple girls this season have done that but with MJ, it was more yes. like this sucks. It wasn't like I fucked up or like maybe maybe I'm in the wrong. It was just this sucks. Although I'm I'm not going to lie. That is the most meme and GIF quality thing I've seen in a long time. This this show always has one or two moments. Um, but the I had a weak bitch moment. But I'm back. It's so good. Yes, no, I. It's so good, dude. You know, I love it. I was like, I hate what you're doing and the way that you handled this, but you are probably going to have a redemption arc in in paradise for sure. And um, I don't think it, there are always these situations where someone gets too caught up in winning, and like if you think you're not going to win with the lead. You need to win these mini battles and it, it becomes this weird game. At least that's how I see it. Where like Yesenia, both Yesenia and MJ felt that there might have been a chance and that's kind of the end goal. So I, I'm going to believe in that. But also, I think I need to I need this win because yeah. I can win this now. Or you can go out with not, a whimper. So you know, try to get a little victory before you just lose unceremoniously. Yeah, and the, and the thing that the thing that hurt me about the whole Katie thing was she was really trying, and you could tell that like on that dinner date she was really like, okay, I've made it this far, I feel validated, we had a great time today, but in watching it, and 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 to to be completely frank, I thought. Oh no. Oh no, she got the fun date. You know, where they we're gonna have fun together date. Mm-hmm. And that means you're going home. Um remember Easy? Yep. Haunted house. They had a great <laughs> time. It's the fun date. And it's none, late in the game too. This is good. I'm gonna look yes. out for these now. 
Yeah, and so when I was like, oh, no, oh, Katie, no, and then they had a great time, and clearly she was like, I'm looking for someone playful, you know, and like, that was the moment where she thought this could be it, and that's when fucking ABC crushed her. Yeah. (laughs) And um, all of that aside, though, I respect the out. No tears. She just sucked it up, took it on the chin, and said, well, I guess that wasn't it. Yeah. My guy's still out there, and you know what it is. I'm right here, Katie. So, Are you still in Oregon, or did you make the move to L.A.? I think she's going to be on Paradise, but then I think she'll realize she's above the show and just bail and go on with her normal life. So you just got to be patient. Yeah, exactly. Like, her and Kendall... You know, Kendall's out of the whole cycle already. She's uh, and I can no more Joe? Oh, no, they broke up like a year ago. Oh, Mel- yes. I think early pandemic. That's great news for you. Yeah. It is good news for me. She's so good. I, I'm not going to lie. And I, I try to not have... Um, I don't know what the term is. Who's the guy who killed uh, John Lennon for what, like Cindy Crawford? You know, I deliberately didn't... <laughs> okay, you're... <laughs> I never couple, remember that couple, guy's couple name. things here. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, but I, I don't know it right. Okay, okay hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, let me let me just make sure I have this correctly. Okay, okay. John Hinckley had an obsession with Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver and tried to assassinate yeah. Ronald Reagan unsuccessfully. The dude who tried okay. to kill John Lennon, I never bothered remembering him. But the, but you're confusing the two. <laughs> it's all the same to me. Okay, so what's your point about John Lennon being shot? I've lost the plot now as well. Oh, no. Well, the, the, the John Hinckley thing is essentially the plot. I just always thought John Lennon was killed for a, a reason. I don't know. Anyway, and I thought it was similar to that John Hinckley one. Who gives a shit? I tried to uh, not have, and 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 I'm using this term very liberally, star infatuation. But I, I very much, you know, like if given the opportunity, if I were to meet either of those girls in real life, I would go up and try to be really nice to them. And hope that I could make them laugh, and then we could, <laughs> I could ask for their number. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. kind of like where I'm at at this point. You know, where, but, and I don't think it's star infatuation. I'm like, I watched you on these shows, and I thought you were a really genuine person, and I think we could hit it off. Yeah, I wouldn't open with the I watched you on these shows. I think I would probably play the, hey. And then, and then Dennis system them. Oh, God. Demonstrate value. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. You don't need to go through the whole thing, though. They're, they're nice women. Like, you don't need to Happy put them, birthday, put them uh, through that. Charlie Day. Happy birthday, yeah. Charlie. You know he's 45? Yeah. I saw. You know David, by the way? David, by the way, has been... Um, so, <laughs> we're going to get back to this Bachelor stuff. So, David... Uh, his dad died. So for those of you that are trying to um, tie everything together, David's grandpa didn't die. That's a different friend that I didn't name. David's dad had died, and he got his grandmother's house. 
because it was his dad's house after his grandmother died. And um, one day the neighbor, he gets a call from a realtor and some realtors in his this this in his grandmother's house in Arizona saying like, hey, are you trying to sell this house? And David's like, are you in my fucking house? And he's like, yeah, the neighbor let me in. And he was like, dude, that is not okay. The neighbor has keys so he can like, you know, turn the pool thing on. You're not allowed to just enter my house because you ask the neighbor. And so David has uh, a case, filed a, a case pending for this. Yeah. All right. He filed a report with the, the realty board. And I told him, I said, dude, I'll be your lawyer. I know all kinds of things about birds. Did you know there are over 10,000 types of birds? And did you know most birds stem from two separate years of prehistoric eras, the Cenozoic and the Mesozoic era of dinosaurs? It's really amazing shit. So all I'm saying is for any of you people that are out there, I am a uh, lawyer of bird law. And, and I'd be happy to represent you. And did David understand this reference? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. I, I nonstop text him fucking bird law shit and bird facts. It's really quite enjoyable for me. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so I'm filling my time not with therapy, but with uh, bird memes and photos of birds and facts of birds. And I will defend the laws of the birds um, always. And speaking of not filling your time in constructive ways, how how is it that Matt Matt spends ten minutes talking to MJ and Jasenia, and then decides I'm just too to exhausted cancel? for the cocktail party? Like he didn't. That's because the producers were like, "We're gonna grind it." But the cocktail. Okay, when you think of this show, you think of "Can I steal you for a second? And when you yeah. when you deny us a cocktail party, Oops. you you deny us those small dramas. You you deny us those Bibiana moments of uh, things not going the way people expected them to, and you deny us those nice moments where you just get to hear them talk and be real people. Like Shannon pointed it out to me this episode. Like, what do we even know about any of these women? And not Can you believe we let the much. one girl with the rumor. She let her go. Which you one? let her go. Which one? The one who had the escort rumor. Oh, Brit- Brittany. Brittany. The Anna said she yeah. entertained men for money like everyone in this country does. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. You she, let her go? She never got a After chance. After all of that? And that was what defined no, exactly. her. That's so unfortunate. No, yeah. Oh, she's going to kill it. Um, I have high hopes for her in paradise. On, to be To be completely honest with you, for all of these girls... I hope they leave this show and have really successful lives um, in their regular jobs and not influencing and go on to find love because they're getting fucking like the, the producers are running roughshod over some of these people mm. and it's just not cool. And in, and to your point, you know, I know that him and MJ don't have really anything going on. You know, and you can watch him and Katie and be like, he's not arm draping her and kissing her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like her. I can see it. Yeah. I got my theories, but I'll wait till we chronologically get there. Okay, cool. And um, dark theories. And that's what you come here for. Um, you know, and I just it's unfortunate 
and it's like, okay, we know who the who the leaders are. And and, and to to be completely honest with you, I fear for Abigail. I have real genuine fear for her arc in this show. And I thought it was really sweet and nice off the get go. I, I well, so the way what happened with her and Matt was real sweet and nice off the get go. I think she is an absolute gem of a woman and s- just too sweet, which is way too nice and way too trusting and loving. And I've now moved to this thought that the producer said, you're giving it to her. The first impression rose. I'd love to be proven wrong with a one-on-one date next week and they and they have a great time, but I fucking doubt it and I swear to God, if he takes her to a hometown and does not give her the ring, I'm going to be fucking heartbroken. That is not okay. You don't play with that woman's heart. No. Yeah. She's too nice for this. No. Yeah. She, I mean, she was I, one of my picks, but now I hope she doesn't because I don't, I don't think he is interested. I think like you said, the producers no. told him night one, you're going to give her a rose and it's optics. It's like, Oh look, yes. Matt like is being so nice to this deaf woman or partially deaf I'm woman. I'm so and, hurt and it, by this. And he's like keeping her around to, I don't know. I think y'all know what I'm saying that he's leveraging his, uh, you know, I'm so hurt by this. He's using it to his and advantage. Seeing how this is unf- <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is not okay. I don't like this at all. That woman. I mean, again, the whole thing with, are you okay with maybe our kids might be deaf? This heartbreaking dude. Yeah. You put that out for everybody. You know, it's gotta be hard. It is hard probably. And you don't deserve this game. And, statist- and I don't want to see you get hurt. Yeah, and statistically, like, how are you going to give someone the first impression rose and not take them on a one-on-one for six weeks? It's like you've had between 10 and 20 opportunities to do this. I mean, probably less than 20, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, if Whatever, she got the yeah. first impression rose, like, maybe you'd want to explore that sometime in the next six weeks. And he didn't. Yes. Yes, man. And it sucks. And I'm not Okay. But did you ever see the season with Charlene, Charlene Joint? Was she the lead? No, she was a uh, she was an opera singer and she was on. Fuck. Claudia will know. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, she's great. She she was so real. It was crazy. Um, She actually has a really good um, recap blog that she posts every week. Um, I always read it after our podcast, but she's very well-spoken, or well-written, rather, I guess. Um, But she's been championing um, Abigail, and that makes me happy, because I'm like, Abigail's probably going to have a lot of friends after this, Mm -hmm. and that's nice. I just hope they're not all leaves, you know, and they're more roots. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have been on this season that I wish would realize they're better than this and, and not continue to be a part of the game, you know, like let the MJs and the Victorias be on paradise. Like it'll be very entertaining to watch those messes. But Who are these people like Abigail or Katie Abigail? Yeah. As much as, you know, like I selfishly want to see them again. It's like, no, I think that you're a higher class of person than to get sucked into this ABC influencer 
kind of world. You don't want to end up I'm like a Ashley I or a even Kit. I'm like, nah, you should just go. And 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 to be frank with you, dude, I, like he's gonna fucking pick Rachel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the most problematic the most <laughs> problematic one it's crazy dude yeah i'm like i cannot believe we're getting garrett in female form for real at the end of this yeah <laughs> he came out and defended her more recently like on uh yeah on the socials yeah dude and i'm like oh no Oh no. You're picking her. Yeah. You're you're going to pick her and it's going to be a bad look. But like it doesn't matter because for whatever reason your politics are one way and and you see yourself as an OJ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we said that on air or off, but I I had that same thought, but yeah. Yeah, because like Be- Becca and Garrett, you know, she was probably getting to the end of her season and then like, oh, whoops, uh-oh. Well, I mean, we had a nice time. Maybe I can change him or like explore this and kind of help him, you know, grow out of it. But I think, see, I think with that- Matt, the opposite's going to happen where it's like, oh, hey, my, you know, like my communities are telling me this is not the person I should have picked. But you know what? I don't fucking care because I'm OJ. I'm a Republican in 2020. I'm rich. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't have high hopes for his like moral no, n- grandstanding. <laughs> but it's not. We're not getting any moral, and we're not getting any lasting relationship. It's clear to me now. And like, like my future wife and/or bachelorette, Katie. She said. You don't want to go into relationships wanting to help or change somebody. You want to be equals. You want to be partners. And are you still in Oregon or you did you move to L.A.? Because we can make this happen. Such a good head just, on her shoulders. Just a healthy, hu- dude, just a healthy human being. Yes, yes. And yeah, I. it's so unfortunate, man. He sent Maggie home, and every one of the girls on this season is literally like, Maggie is the sweetest woman they have ever met. Yeah, didn't give her a chance. Who else went home? Um, Ryan and, yeah, Brittany. Brittany was just, Brittany. she was like the rumored slut, and that's all we got to know about her. Maggie was really, gonna, really sweet, but we never got to know her. Same with Ryan. I want to know her Ethiopian story. Yeah. Do you know? So I, I, I only know a taste of this, but apparently her family, um, I think she's she's Ethiopian. Yeah. Won like the, the lottery to okay. citizenship lottery. Yeah. So her family has been out of phone contact for I don't know how long. Again, I only know the taste of this story. And literally uh, in the last few days... During this COVID pandemic, she was able to finally speak to her family in Ethiopia. Nice. That's how real this woman is. You know, there is shit going on. And we didn't even give her a fucking chance. Not even like a one-on-one time at a cocktail party. Yeah, we got an outtake. I've been waiting. Of the bad dancing last week. Yes, I've been waiting to see her interact and I'm pissed. 
So if you so let's let's not bury the lead here. What are you gonna say? Go ahead. I was gonna go, go way go. off topic. Get it. Okay. the The lead that's being buried is producer plant Heather is yet again a producer plant. I wanted I wanted <laughs> to put off talking about her as long as I could. Oh, more importantly, she disrespected that pizza. That is unforgivable. I thought you were gonna say she disrespected Piper. But but in, in both cases. Pizza. But sure. And Piper. Elaborate on the but pizza though. You're gonna you're gonna get a quote unquote fresh pizza. Okay, uh, I I've got high hopes for the, this pizza. You know. Based on the box, I to me and the location it felt like an extended Neapolitan pizza, maybe sourdough, you know, base. Something a little weird, a little rosemary, a little sourdough in there. Kind of flat, but some heft in the crust. You know, probably cheese and basil, maybe some red onions on there. And she took this fresh hot pizza and she put the motherfucking thing on her head and did some balancing acts. You could have used the book. Okay, how are you gonna disrespect a pizza like that? This isn't fu- haha funny. Okay, pizza is an art, and you disrespected art. And in general, the way that she tries to <laughs> endear us to her in these quarantine talking heads is the equivalent of like a babysitter who has never babysat before. And is like, ooh, <laughs> what kind of like zany shit do kids like? And there's nothing sincere about it. It's just, I, oh my god. Okay, I'll just. I'm just going to get this out of my system now because I have some thoughts regarding yeah. Heather. Uh, I'm going to just come in hot. I do not find scrawny Aryan bitches attractive, and I wish television would stop telling me that that's beauty. I'm so anti-Aryan, it's crazy. It's not even, it's just that like, I don't know, like, yes, she's blonde. Yes, she's tall and skinny. Yes, she has colored eyes. Like, I don't, she's not interesting. She doesn't feel genuine in any sense, and she seems like the kind of entitled person that just shows up looking tall, blonde, with colored eyes, traditionally pretty, and is, like, present, and that's supposed to be enough? She doesn't have self-awareness. Yes. She shows up, behaves so disrespectfully to the other girls, interrupts Piper, doesn't introduce herself. The way she showed up with, like, hey, Chris, like, someone told me I'd be a good match with this dude, so I'd like to crash your show, please. I'm not wearing Before a mask. I'm... Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I could go it on. It wasn't just somebody. She's legitimately always hanging out with Hannah Beast. Yeah, they're best friends, apparently. Okay. And if you remember, when you deleted all of Reddit, The Bachelor, and all of that, that was when the quarantine crew was happening. That was Tyler C., Matt James, and Hannah B. All right. I would, I would bet all of my money that... Heather has met Matt and they know each other. And this is a full on Nick Vial situation um, in the one season that he was in with Caitlin. Oh, they're just Cr- doing each other a solid for ratings. Like, hey, wouldn't it be no. crazy if you know? Remember, he liked he liked Bristow, dude. They had talked beforehand. I bet they've talked, but uh. they learned their lesson from Nick and they're not going to tell everybody that they talked. They're going to use the Hannah B thing because mm-hmm. and, and this is all I could think about was 
when he saw her, he goes, hey, what are you doing here? There was this inflection of I know you. And it bugged the shit out of me because I thought, oh, great. Here we go again. Another one of fucking these, you know, and and for what? For why? To break the because because. Because the other girls, after the bullies left, were like, yay, finally, we can focus on the process and the relationships. And it seemed, you know, and they they needed to throw another uh, spanner in the works. That's not what this show should be about. And that's the thing. I thought they learned with Taisha. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> Social, digital distortions coming in in the middle of this episode. If you heard that yeah. and it was distorted, I'm sorry. But that's but the... Yeah. the it, Go ahead. No, just like you said, she's, she's a plant. Like she was on Colton season doing the same shit. Like, uh, I've never been kissed. I'm cute. But like, what are you doing here? It's way too late in the game to be pulling this shit. And like, they didn't even know who she was. That's how like not one of them. That's did. how not important. Yeah, yeah. One of them did. But like, everyone's like, who even is this? And it's like, oh, she was that never been kissed girl from Colton season who was definitely a producer plant. It's not like. Yeah, it's like it's less. It's less it's than Waboom. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's like she, <laughs> she, she Waboom. Like she didn't even do something <laughs> humiliating or hilarious. She just like, oh god, she's so fake. I agree. Man. I don't like her, I man. Agree. I'm really upset no, about this. <laughs> so I've thought about this, and I think one of the things is you know you highlighted her Aryan blonde tall skinny colored eyes thing but she also has uh i would say greater than 50 percent gum to teeth ratio and those girls with the higher than 50 percent gum to teeth ratio with a long face they always get married and they always have kids. And I don't know what the fuck is going on in the world. And I don't know why that's the case. But every girl that I know or tangentially know that has a high degree of gum to teeth ratio is married and has kids. And it's fucking crazy to me. And I think she's feeling like she's on the shit end of the gum to teeth ratio and needs to get married. And that's why she's here. Or... She literally is being paid by ABC to do fuck off shit to make this not fun for me. Are you saying that you think that these high gum to teeth ratio people breed too much? Well, it's beyond. Yes. But beyond that. They always seem to begin breeding earlier in life than the rest of us. (laughs) I got to send you pictures of my cousin like you're describing it to a T. (laughs) Like married young, four kids in three years, like insane. And yeah, and they all got the gum to teeth ratio thing you're talking about. So I hate that. (laughs) I have an artificial gum to teeth ratio, and it's because, according to the dentist, I don't do a very good job, but I try. So where's my gold star? I don't necessarily have a problem with the with the ratio situation. I do. When they smile, it's too much gum. It's not okay. Uh, 
maybe their personality will win out. But I'm going to be constantly thinking about that. Mm. So it would help it's, uh, if Heather had anything resembling a personality. Yes, correct. And she doesn't. Based on her disrespecting what was probably a gorgeous pizza. Thought you were going to say. I have a fucking... <laughs> You're describing the pizza as gorgeous, never minding that she insulted all these other lovely women. I have an Excel spreadsheet of pizzas I've had with Simone. And I rate the crust and the toppings and the overall flavor. Pizza's for real. All right? You don't just disrespect pizza. That's it. It's not okay. That's fair. And a good one is hard to find. Especially in L.A. Mm. Yeah. Should we move to some unnamed location in the world, Wade? There's a little Italy, and I will find the best pizza. Yeah, I'm, I hear they do a totally different style of crust in that part of the country. They do, and we are not talking about it, so people do not know. But it's a completely different pizza, and it's based on the cheese. The cheese is different. Everywhere uses mozzarella, they don't. You know, I realized recently I don't like mozzarella cheese. So, okay, actually, on the topic of this, I, um, <laughs> it's so funny you bring this up. <laughs> I, um, have you ever gotten a bean cup from a hole in the wall, uh, taco place? Sure. Um, and so that white cheese they put on there. Is it cotija? It's like a cotija, but it's a little bit wetter, you know? Less stinky okay. than the cotija. That's Mexican mozzarella. Uh, <laughs> that just doesn't doesn't <laughs> taste like anything and just kind of globs onto whatever you put it yeah. in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had this thought a few days ago, actually. <laughs> I tried a new taco place in the area and I was like, this is fucking Mexican mozzarella. This is crazy. You want to know what I found out today? <sighs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I found out that, uh, <laughs> great enthusiasm. I found out that Temecula Road has been holding on to that song for years, waiting for the right opportunity to debut it. And they thought it was on, uh, Matt and Piper's one-on-one date after the carnival that they would perform that song for the two of them. Had it, had it on deck for years just waiting for the perfect moment and and this was that moment and so, and yes they're from temecula where country was born okay i i i have so many thoughts um to tell you on this so i'm going to rapid fire them at you please number one in my notes here i couldn't remember why i wrote oh my god dude it's temecula road yep and now I get it. Now I get why I wrote that. Uh, second. Um, it was awful. Third. I don't know if you've uh, realized. So for, for everyone's edification, we generally all watch this shit. Um, well, when I say all, Wade and I. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Wade. I We, we watch it the next day on Hulu because there's no ads. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's an hour 24. I can get in and out. I thought about watching it last night on YouTube TV and just fast forwarding through the commercials. I didn't. I chose to ber- to read and do crosswords, use my brain. But good call. Moving mo- mo- moving forward, something I've realized um, after doing after doing this podcast and watching these episodes on Hulu, the way that this edit breaks down. Um, is if you, if the song starts and you press skip ahead 15 seconds twice, you get someone talking, they talk and then you do it again and then you get someone else talking. They give these bands 30 second chunks of uninterrupted sound. Like that's part of the deal with getting your song showcased on the show. Yeah. And so whenever there's someone Temecula Road, for example, doing a song, if someone stops talking, you can skip 30 seconds at the end of their talking and catch the next bit of plot when someone else talks and then 30 second it and get the next bit of plot until it's over. It's like skip intro, but for the middle of a for sure. musical yeah, segment. 100%. Nice, nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a shit. Next, next. And then it's like, there's Matt going, what a fucking... Wow, we got to hear Temecula Road and I got to catch this girl. An otherwise uneventful That's date, it. though. Like they did, they did the carnival thing. It looked fun, but like I don't know. That was Piper, yeah. Yeah, Bree. No, Who's, Pi- it was Piper. Piper. It was Piper. Yeah, and Matt lost at that game. What a clown! That's an easy game. You just hold the water in the middle. You just didn't line it up right, and fucking off the bat. Yeah. Also, why are carnivals just so easy to set up for them? Well, you can do it on a. You you've been to a parking lot carnival before, the kind that they bring on trucks. Absolutely, and like yeah, the carnies and, and build it really that want, day, and then you pay to ride the dangerous rides. If they wanted to win me over with this date, by the way, what they should have done is they should have made them go to a ticket machine and give them a a set amount of tickets, and then make it part of the date choose which rides you want to go on that adds a level of realism to me can relate to the working class a little better you know and also this is a huge missed opportunity for chris harrison to be playing a carney part of me expected extras (laughs) and i'm like no but they'd have to they'd have to be quarantined or whatever but like what's the dude who was the referee like Saul, what's that guy's name? That's just like around the bodyguard that they. Oh, Big Polly. Big Polly. Don't they, disrespect Big Polly like that, dude. Big Polly's a gem. But I'm That's saying, a good dude. He's there. He's isolated. He could have been a carny. He could have flipped a switch or done tickets or you know what I mean. This is like Chris. Chris did a lot of work in uh, the last season, making so, the games interesting. I, I don't know if this is an artifact of being home for eleven months and watching a lot of movies but the bachelor has been going out of their way to set up shots like remember when 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 matt james let katie go they had a light in the middle of a tree making this ominous thing and i had a full-on feeling that they added smoke machine in there to create the haze it was a good shot. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Excellent shot. It really is. But 
I feel like there's this. They're trying to do like these weird artsy shots. And I just don't get it. You pointed out Love Island? the uh, the bees and the flowers like, yeah, someone on their yeah. like editing staff or cinematographer is like taking it more seriously than it needs to be taken. There's a DP in there who is like, we need this. And you're like, but it's The Bachelor. You can literally get away with putting fucking 12 men and women in a house for three fucking months and video them every day. All you need is good narration. Yeah. I really like to imagine some eccentric European guy who's like tortured himself over this and like gone through a divorce and like completely ruined his life for the art of uh this bachelor cinematography 100 percent, i think it's the case <laughs> I, I i i cannot lie man i i watch this and i go they are really swinging for the fences and some of this stuff and i just don't understand why <laughs> it would be a better show if they didn't <laughs> I appreciate you catching it, though, because, like, I'll notice a good musical cue when it's used, but, like... Totally. I I do not think of this as art, so I'm not not observing more than just the drama and the people of it. But, yeah, other other departments are trying to pull their weight, because maybe they recognize that the show is, like, whatever, 50 seasons old, and that people are, like, wise to their tricks and how they keep breaking the show and saying it's the most exciting season ever. Have you ever seen um, Agnes Varda's Cleo from 5 to 7? No. Um, so no one uses it. I'll give you a login to uh, my uh, Criterion channel. You might actually dig it. This might actually be cool for you because you're actually... You're one of the people I go... So I'm going to let you guys behind the curtain here. Paris in the 60s again. sold. That's all you had yeah, to say. Yeah, so... Um, I actually own the box set, the Criterion uh, box set of Agnes Varda's films. I love her. She's great. She's actually kind of reminds me of a little bit of a Cheryl, but French. Okay. Um, in her look. But um, she she's a prolific director, Agnes Varda. And um, this movie, Cleo from 5 to 7, the opening scene is in color. And the opening scene, um, she... Uh, uh, she is at a tarot card reading in Paris. Um, and that's the only scene that's in color. At the end of the tarot card reading, it's black, and you watch that girl who got the tarot card reading, Cleo, from 5 to 7. And it's it's amazing. It's manic. It's, it's, it's good fucking dialogue. Great shots. You have no idea where it's going from 5 to 7. And... I feel like The Bachelor would be better if they embraced a sort of manic imagery and movement with story like Agnes Varda's Cleo from 5 to 7. It would it would change this whole fucking show that we watch and that's the whole thing. For those of you that don't know, I just waved at Shannon, who appeared in the video that I see, and she did not wave back. And Shannon is Wade's wife. Oh, can she hear me? Oh, Shannon said, hey, great. Shannon, how's it going? That's great. Hi. I'm waving. Sorry. Have, have you? Wait, can you, can you ask Shannon who she thinks is going to win? 
and have her say it into the mic. Oh, uh, can you, Shannon, would you like to say into the mic who you think is going to win this season of The Bachelor? Racist Rachel. Racist Rachel. It's totally going to be Rachel, <laughs> yeah. And can you tell Shannon, um, she, so for those of you who don't know, she doesn't have a fucking microphone in, uh, or headphones in. Um, Shannon, we really need to do a three-way episode. I'd love to. Because... I'd love to get your input on some of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can uh, break up the the male gaze here on all of this. And I'm so <laughs> curious what you have to say. Because for everyone that doesn't know, uh, I got Wade into this stupid fucking show. And I would watch every finale with Wade and Shannon. And it was a lot of fun. And so I'd like to feel that uh again yeah and i should say that that a lot of like my perspective comes from watching the show with shannon where she'll point out things that i wouldn't have uh considered or didn't catch so she's she's like a ghost member of the show anyway also hi shannon if you can hear me now it's it's nice to see when i see you walking around i'm like oh my god look there's other people in the world (laughs) (laughs) you don't see a lot of people these days well i have to go no no i podcast I just came to get something out of this corner, but um, please continue your fun time. All right. That's- Shannon also has an amazing podcast. Uh, ask me about K-pop. Ask me about K-pop. Right? Yeah, you can't miss it. They uh, dissect the nuances of K-pop. If it's you're not, if you're not into it, yeah, it's it's educational it, and it's yeah. a lot of fun and uh, it's interactive at times. So. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. That's, no, no, that's my wife who also lives here and. Clearly, we. Uh, Should I go get my dogs on? You might as well. It's not like we edit that's this who show. I talk to so. when I watch it. You know, that's the whole thing. I, I, you get someone to talk to. I get to look at the dogs. Right. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Just <laughs> still shaking. It, it's literally just her shaking. So uh, you pointed out that Katie got the fun date, and that's what doomed her. This yeah. this date gave me a new uh, lens of speculating wildly on Matt James's sexuality, pat- pathology, and sexuality. He loves Tyler. He bro. loves Tyler. Yes, I'm He's so in love glad. With Tyler, I'm so glad that I wasn't going to be in alone love on with this. Tyler, for real. Did you see the hug? Did you the the initial hug? Yeah. Matt was holding on to him and Tyler was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. And the way Straight that up. they both check Tyler out and just the joy that I saw on Matt's face on this date. Like, yeah, I uh, I'll, maybe I should just pump the brakes there and let it be something nice. That's it. No, yeah. that 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 was literally I was like, he's in love with Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> And and while we're on this specific moment in the episode, um, what was unsaid from Tyler was, I can't believe you want to get married because we're both tall and super attractive. And why would you not want to be with a bunch of women? Yeah. And have what Tyler has. I like Tyler. Hold on. I liked Tyler. Up until recently, when I realized he's just a hot guy clout chasing, dating really hot girls, and and he has Matt zero substance. Studied him the whole time they lived together. Yes, and he wants to be that yes. too. It's so unfortunate. It's nuts, man. I think it's just another. I mean, if you want to put people in boxes, I've 
mentioned this on this season that what if Matt James is just a guy who knows how to present himself as the kind of agreeable woke listener that you think you want a man to be like, it's just another, another mask, you know? Yeah. Like, do you really think he's totally being himself? Like he just happens to be this sweet and calculated and diplomatic in fucking everything he says. There's no way this guy's that thoughtful unless he's a sociopath who's been studying Tyler to become him while falling in love with him. I don't trust Matt James and he deserves Rachel. That's it. I don't think he'd be too broken up about it. Honestly, I've soured completely. It's over. It doesn't matter. At least they let my girl go. And all they got to do is let my second girl go kit. And it'd be nice if they mercifully let Abigail go and then y'all can crash the car, do whatever you want with the rest of the season. The thing is, and and this is the thing that it really bothers me, is Abigail's going to get hurt. Katie's going to be okay. Kit will be okay. Abigail is going to be hurt. And that, that is no reflection on her as a person or, or, or anything. I've seen this fucking show, and it makes me sad. It makes me really sad watching Abigail. Because I don't think she's going to win and she's going to cry and then I'm going to cry because as you get older, I watch fucking movies and I fucking cry. I do it all the time. And it, it can be a movie about anything. I watched a stupid fucking musical and I cried and I was like, this is a bad movie and it shouldn't be nominated, but it made me cry And I think all of that has to do with the fact that when you make music for musicals, it intentionally works on your uh, feeling receptors. And it's crazy. And and I'm going to be heartbroken when Abigail is heartbroken. And and I don't like that. And if Matt was sweet, he'd have cut her early. Mm -hmm. And... Truth be told, if it's ABC keeping her in and Matt's just the face of it, that's the card you draw, you little bitch. Okay? You do not hurt Abigail. Not cool. It's not cool. I don't care. It's not cool. Yeah, when you uh when you put it that way. It's just not cool. I'm not I'm not okay with it, dude. It's not fair to her. There's a caliber of person that I think is suited to this show, you know, that can do yeah. do the drama yes. and go on paradise and and be fine and go about their lives, but we've all seen this show enough and it's probably true of any season. It's not like pretend I'm not, a, you know, Matt James conspiracy theorist and that I don't think he's like actually a serial killer or whatever. If you were Abigail's parents, or best friend, would you trust this dude? Come hometowns, like, would you watch the way he's behaved and been like, this all, no. this is fine, it adds up, I think you genuinely have a chance with him, and we give you our blessing, because he's totally on the level? No bachelor can be on the level. Like, it would take some miracle of discipline and self-awareness to, you know, and don't get me wrong, I think Matt James is trying to. I think he is trying to play it as diplomatically as possible, but it's not, it's not a natural setting. Like, I just don't if think I could really, trust anyone who, who does what a bachelor must do. Check this out. If it was going to be Abigail, here's what he would have done. He'd have said, hey, Chris, 
Can you get me a English sign language book? And then he would have learned how to sign I'm falling for you. That's the shit right there. That's why you got to be on this show. Because that's if you were really interested in someone like, yeah, that's a meaningful thing to do. Like not just pulling her aside first a couple times to be like no you're the real deal you were my first impression but i'm not gonna take you on a one-on-one but and that's what hurts me man it hurts me because i'm like if he cared and if it was going to be her as they're dangling this fucking treat for me he would have done something like that because remember he did the cooking thing with kit because kit said a cooking thing's important to me yeah rachel's never felt like a princess so he chose her for the here's all of the shit date. I'm I'm telling you, he he knows what the girls want and he is listening. But he's not he has favorites and it's apparent and it's sad to watch. And I've never really felt this way where I'm like, this is hard for me to watch. Because I I know you're not interested. I know it. Yeah, and he's doing it to so many great girls at this point, too. Seriously, man. Like, I think he's going to pick and Rachel, so, like... He's going to pick fucking Rachel. It's so stupid. bummer for Kit, for Abigail, for Bree, for Serena Piper. P, for Michelle. People Serena that, P, people that Michelle. think that they have a fighting chance in this. Like, I know, I know. He's doing so good. He's making them all feel like it's them. Literally, dude, they're, go- they're going to figure out this Hannah uh what's her name Heather Heather Martin nonsense and then it's going to be absolutely heartbreaking watching every single one of these girls cry in the black fucking car and then uh, whatever dude just whatever I've I love this show I do but he is hurt he's going to hurt too many amazing women this season and and a lot of it comes from his actions and his actions are i've studied tyler and i know how to treat women correctly but it's going to be vanity filled treating them correctly because he doesn't believe in it he's doing it because he feels it's right and it's sad and i'm going to be sad and what a brutal nuance of judgment to lay on him, you know? He's being, <laughs> like, I think the first couple episodes on this show, I was like, this dude's fucking classy. Like, we haven't had a bachelorette of this caliber in so long. And I just don't, I hate the game, you know? So I gotta hate all the players, because, like, it doesn't, the, the whole premise here is that we're doctors observing an operant conditioning chamber that reinforces the extremes of heteronormative relationships and naturally drives everyone on the show insane. That's it's a fucking dumpster fire. It's fun to watch people behaving so irrationally in the name of like true love and monogamy marriage forever. And it's, it's like, come on, that's not what this is. I wish it was though. And that's the thing, man. It is sometimes, but it's the exception. It's like a handful of times. Uh, yes. yes. It's so sad. Fucking <laughs> Matt James, dude. I, I'm so mad with how this is going. And I wonder who they're going to pick as the Bachelorette. Hmm. 
It's not going to be Katie. She's way too sex positive. Yeah, sadly. You know what? No, I'm like, oh, it should be Abigail. But like, look what happened to it might look be what Abigail. happened to Hannah Beast. Like, I wouldn't wish that upon someone who you know yeah. didn't, didn't. It might. Need I, it. I, I, if I were a betting man, I would bet Abigail. Or Matt will completely blow it, and they'll just no Rachel. Eh. I don't know. Peter blew it with everyone. So, but they didn't pick anyone yeah. from his season either. So Peter, by the way, you know, picked Matt, picked Hannah Ann because he didn't because he wanted Maddie. Didn't work out with Maddie. Picked Hannah Ann, then left Hannah Ann and picked Kelly Flanagan. Remember her? Yeah, lawyer, one percenter. Yeah, they were they were together for I guess about a year. They recently broke up. Pretty public. Yada yada. Over the Super Bowl. They were seen chopping it up. Being close during a Super Bowl party. And they're trying it again. And I just want this stupid fucking saga of Peter fucking Weber to die. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't like Kelly. I don't like Peter. Go. Leave. Leave. The- I need you to look to the sun, Lenny. There's a Carl. Whichever <laughs> no, one. No, Lenny's the you one who... L- yeah. Look to the sun. Okay? It's all gonna be okay. And somebody needs to shoot him in the back of the head. You know what's crazy? I liked Crystal and Goose. Not on their, not on their seasons, Goose, but I was yeah. rooting for them as a couple. <laughs> like I don't Absolutely. care about Peter and Kelly at all. I was rooting for Kendall and Joe. Yeah. I want to try Joe's fucking marinara sauce. Why? Because I, I, I honest to God think the boy knows fucking sauce. Does he do a YouTube channel? Did we talk about this? Um, either on the air or off the air, but I have told you that he has a food review YouTube. Um, and so again, a little inside baseball here. Um, Anthony Bourdain was one of my heroes. Um, I, I've seen every one of his shows a handful of times. I love the guy. Um, and watching him, uh, what's it? What's it called when you um, you're sober and then it's not like I don't want the on the wagon, off the wagon thing. Mm-hmm. Like a re- you, you relapse. relapse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Parts Unknown towards the end of the seasons. At the beginning of Parts Unknown, he was living life, dude. He quit smoking. He was doing fucking um, BJJ. He was having a good time. Um, and it was, it was clear that he was really living his life. And then... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Mid- Is that BJJ? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then towards the end of... Uh, I think it was like eight seasons. Like season four to eight it became apparent that he was smoking again and uh i don't think he i don't think he was using but he was clearly like visibly depressed and i remember watching these things as they were new and thinking oh god tony i'm i don't i'm i'm sad that i can suss this out from you and and then and then he killed himself 
you know, after the whole Asia Argento thing. And I was pretty hurt um, because like uh, and, and this is something I'd love to tell uh, a therapist who doesn't judge me based on photos. But uh, it's always the people that I idolize the most that die or kill themselves. And um, I was pretty hurt that Anthony Bourdain was gone because the way that he wrote about food in the world and life and living was so pure to me and so real. It was visceral. I was there. I could understand what he was saying and the interim intricacies of what's going on and where he's at. You know, I, I thank God he had many fucking seasons after No Reservations. I've read his books. I've I, I even paid for the Audible so I could hear him read me the books. I've seen Parts Unknown and all of it. And ultimately, I'm left with a happy memory. You know, you turn a mistake into a happy little tree or a happy little cloud like Bob Ross. Yeah, would. Yeah. But, you know, and those are nice. But the the food world needs someone like Tony Bourdain to do these shows. And, you know, like, look, I love the barefoot Contessa. I think she's absolutely fucking brilliant. I've seen probably a decade's worth of Ina Garten cooking food. Um, but she doesn't go travel the world. And so, and this is a long roundabout way of saying, I think I would watch Joe pick up the mantle of Anthony Bourdain. And, Whoa. and I, know it's, I know it's really weird, but he's a regular ass dude, man. And and he knows what he likes and and he likes good food. He does. He really does like good food. And hearing him take a piece of pizza, which he calls a pie, ugh. He takes a piece of pie and he takes a bite. And he talks about the texture of the pizza or the or the pasta, you know, and he trolls it up and he talks about the intricacies of the flavor and the dough that was probably used. And I'm like, holy shit, bro. You need a better manager because <laughs> I would get in there and be like, let's get him on a fucking food show because this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. And he's likable because he has that Chicago accent. Um. And all you really need to know is Italian food and you can fucking get somewhere and begin to discuss things. And I think Joe is likable enough. He's plebeian enough that after a few years of eating food, he may begin to become refined in his palate and taste and be able to tell us what it is he likes about these things. So I think there's a bunch of untapped talent in Joe. You're uh, yeah, you're blowing my mind that he he actually is a prime contender to be a connoisseur a professional connoisseur you've already yeah Yeah, you've dabbled you're likable blue collar like why not yeah i'm telling you i think there is something about that guy that i want more for and i will buy his marinara sauce but i don't want to eat it alone and so as i've said before when we can all go back together and seeing each other i will buy the sauce I will make homemade pasta and we can all drink wine and hang out and have a good time. And if it sucks, I take back everything I ever said about him. Because <laughs> that sauce better be banging. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like we need we need a guy Fieri, just someone who appreciates the food. You know, they they don't all have to be like master chefs. Just no, exactly, and that's it, man. And that was the allure of Tony and the traveling. It was nice. Fuck, man, he made it so relatable. I'm so hurt by this. Did you have conspiracy theories? Bachelor conspiracy theories? Yes. Um, no, not beyond Matt being a robot or alien and Heather being a producer plant and a stunt that is just kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Still totally on board with this season. Just have a lot to complain about, which happens. Yeah. Especially yeah. We're, we're kind of in the middle here. Like, there's not a romance I'm actually rooting for. I dread it being Rachel. And, like, I hate seeing all the other girls getting, you know, the, the rules changed on them or having bombs dropped that keep discouraging them. When I would be excited to see so many of them developing relationships and just learning about them. Like, we, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is kind of like the act three turn. It's like, okay, where's the, where's the landing? Like, how is this show going to polish itself off? And like, I know Matt's going to have some kind of breakdown and cry a lot. And the next week on looked crazy. Like things are going to start happening and getting serious. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where that goes. People I saw that weren't wearing things that I had seen. Yesenia, Kit, Rachel, Piper, Brie, and Michelle. Okay. So that accounts for six people. There's ten left. So if he lets two go, it's none of those, I think. Do you think Jasenia could be a dark horse and not the villain that I predicted she would be? So the it's funny you ask that because I did think it was very interesting that they gave us the full on Tyler C saying, Our love bloomed late. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. any yeah, I don't think any of these things are unintentional at this point. So, you know, Bree was early, like maybe it's Piper. Maybe it's Piper and Rachel. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of red herrings. Yeah. <laughs> Like a lot. I feel <laughs> like once I, feel like I the know. And producers are always hitting me with gish gallop all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're giving me like 10 different arguments for 10 different things, and you're making it sound like it's about this one thing, but I don't really think it is. But there's so many things you've given me that I don't know what it is, what. Yeah. And it feels intentional. And. I would bet all of my money that Gish Gallop is something that the producers are like, editors, make sure they don't know what is going on. Outside of certain trends, but, you know. Yeah. But watching the show for enough seasons, I think you kind of know. Like, we've we've started to pick up on some of the patterns, so, I don't know. Maybe I don't know nothing, but like I'm saying, we're uh, we're turning a corner here on the show, so we'll see where yeah. it goes if I won't be so... <laughs> I don't know, deflated by all the drama and shit that happens each episode. Maybe I'll uh, find Matt, you know, I'll, I'll humanize him a bit more if he gets to suffer going into hometown. Yeah, maybe. Show some remorse yeah. for uh Yeah, we'll see. Nothing. I don't know, man. He's no Zach J. Tell 
Tasha Zach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, try not to think yeah. about him. He's not. He's not her. He's Matt's not him. That I honest to God, I I think they might last. Zach and Tasha. Yeah, yeah, that guy didn't fuck around, man. I I fucking appreciate that. And and Tasha's smart. So I, I hope so. Yeah, he might just and know what, what he I, has. I think he might. I and I actually I think he does. I think he does. Um so anyway, if you guys think I should see a psychic or a therapist, you can let us know at I love that bachelor at gmail.com. Or tarot card reader or astrologer. Or, or, uh, yeah, triple play or I, I don't give a fuck. Maybe you go I'm to Red Rocks and, and get a photograph of your aura. Is that a thing? Yeah. We can do that later. We. That's <laughs> right. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Wade. <laughs> we'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs>